0: Aloha, everybody! I'm back from Maui, and we are back in the studio! Alright, we're gonna talk about the non-negotiables of traveling and vacationing, because I made a post about it when I got back, and I figured, you know what, a lot of you guys used to travel a lot, and I know a lot of people still travel or have vacations, and like, what are the things that we can do to stay on track when we're gone? Because, you know, obviously all the stuff that we talk about here when we are here, it's easier to stay accountable to the plan when you have an access to a gym and you're in your home and you're in your routine and you got a car and all these other things but the question is how do I keep this beautiful physique that we all have together when we're here how do I maintain optimal health how do I maintain a diet how do I maintain training etc 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 so We're going to go over all that stuff, right? Because, you know, something that I think about every time when I travel, um, as we, over the last three years, my girlfriend's convinced me to take a little bit longer vacations. You know, we did a 10-day vacation in Maui, and uh, I don't really like long vacations personally, and that's because I actually love my job. My girlfriend, on the other hand, not saying she doesn't love her job, but she don't love the job as much as I love my job. Um, She could probably do another 10 days easily. Uh, We would basically just vacation until we're broke or until our liver explodes. Um, But we always try to really kind of focus on, you know, and I think some of this stuff is just even very like subconscious and organic that we do naturally. Um, But some of these things also are very intentional. And I want to kind of, I wrote down, jotted down a couple notes as always. Um, of some things that we can really focus on when we are on vacation or we are at a hotel or we are staying in an Airbnb or we're Traveling the world or we're just on a work trip for a week Like what are the some of the things that we really need to be paying attention to that? will have some flexibility because you know I We were drinking six to eight my ties a day. I know I was so I was like that's not gonna be ideal for health But I actually still managed to come back two pounds lighter um the tan probably helps because that just made me look amazing who knows if i actually was any leaner um and that's because i was doing all this other stuff that i was talking about right so let me jump right into it as always so i think the first thing to understand is that it's kind of hard and i'm just going to kind of start down from like the basics here is when you're traveling the farther you travel away from your time zone the harder it is for your body to re-acclimate you know circadian rhythm circadian rhythm is a very 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 essential piece to our health in every single biological process that I've talked about in the past is run off a clock. So the more you throw this clock off back and forth, uh, the more your health will suffer. So that is something I really can sympathize for people that travel all the time. This is why I don't like traveling all the time. This is why I would never have a traveling job because it's too hard um, to maintain health. And my health is more important than traveling across the world or country is to me. So you have to be really understanding that like when you're traveling there's going to be some level of jet lag but really how do i do my best to kind of stay within this rhythm understanding that the longer you stay the more adjusting is going to happen so for me when we first got there the first six days we were really really good at this but we went to bed earlier and we woke up earlier and that's because we were three hours earlier in our time zone so if i normally go to bed at you know 11 o'clock at night we were going to sleep at eight o'clock at night um if i normally wake up at 7 a.m or 8 a.m i was waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. And it was easier what I realized, especially in Hawaii, but like obviously this could be different for every place because I was going back and I was also really not sleeping with blackout curtains and waking up with the light and going to bed with light, right? So I think one thing to just be really like aware of in the beginning is like what does the time change look like for you guys and what are the little things that I can do to kind of help mitigate some of that stuff. Um, Number two is where you're staying, right? When you guys are booking these trips, If it's a short trip where it makes more sense to be in a hotel and have food and restaurants there, that will be something I'll talk about in a second. Do that. If it's a longer trip and it's something where you guys are just trying to relax and be with the family or be with yourself and kind of try to do your best to maybe stay in some level of a routine, but obviously just being in a different place. Then my suggestion is always pick an Airbnb that has a kitchen. So this way, when the first thing you do when you get to these places, no matter where you're traveling, as you go grocery shopping, you get your waters, you get your food, you get your fresh produce, you get your local food to that area. Um, And having that on hand, I think, is going to be a really, really vital piece because that is, I think one of the easiest ways to get in trouble is eating out for every single meal. I'll still go over some of that of how we should do that if we are eating out because that's kind of what we did. Um but if you're not, my biggest suggestion is something I like when we go to Tahoe all the time, we stay at our cabin. We always go grocery shopping on the first day and we have at least all of our breakfast food. We have our coffee there at home. We have some healthier snacks. You know, we have a lot of fruit. I buy a lot of meat So I think it's really important to understand that where you're staying, your environments, you know, second dimension is always going to be a really vital piece to how you manage that diet when you're there. So if you are going to stay somewhere a little bit longer, I prefer an Airbnb and I prefer a place that has a kitchen. So try to find places that you guys stay that have kitchens. And then when you go there, the first thing you do is you look for the best grocery store or any grocery store that's close to that. Um, and get all your shopping done day one, right? Because if you lag on that, then it's obviously better chances of you eating out more often. Now, if you are eating out, this would be kind of the second part that I'll talk about. That's not a big deal, right? If you're eating out all the time, you can still manage good health, right? One thing for us in Maui is we eat a lot of, you know, local food. We eat a lot of fresh fish. We ate a lot of like, you know, things that were not necessarily just shitty food. There's a couple of nights I had some ramen, Um, I had chicken and waffles one morning. So you definitely like I had more flexibility in my diet than I definitely do at home. Um, And I think that's one thing to just before I even kind of continue this conversation, you're on vacation. Don't expect yourself to be just as strict or more strict. And if anything, expect yourself to be less strict because the better you are when you're not on vacation – the more flexibility you have when you're not. That's a talking point, so I don't want to talk too much about that. But just like go into it the expectation of not being super hard on yourself that you should have some flexibility. That being said, I always, no matter where I'm at in the world, it doesn't matter if I'm home or if I'm in a different country or a different place, I always eat the same way. I tend to focus a lot of my diet on protein right? because A, depending on how the proteins cooked, protein is always going to be one of the most important macros to focus on it's the most satiating it's the thing that helps keep us um, preserving muscle or building muscle depending on hopefully your training but if you're not not a big deal at least preserving some of it um, it's the most thermogenic meaning it's the macronutrient that's going to burn the most calories through digestion so if you can focus more of your diet and like you know treat yourself when you're on vacation Have those ribeyes, have that steak and lobster, have that surf and turf, have that stuff that maybe you wouldn't spend money on yourself when you're here. Um, Eat the bougier food, eat that fresh fish. Like we were doing a lot of good eating, right? And I think it's important to understand that like when I think of good eating, I think of good protein and that's maybe just me. But like that's something I think that like it's a non-negotiable for me. And that's the whole point of this podcast today is like what are the travel non-negotiables we should focus on? Protein. I always focus most of my diet is built around the protein. Second thing is I love eating local seasonal produce, right? So I had, you know, more mangoes, I had more pineapples. I had one thing about this trip that I'm now hooked on Phonics about is cucumber salads. Oh my God, what an amazing thing. I don't know why I haven't had more of this in my life, but thanks to Maui, I've now had more cucumber salads than i probably ever had in my entire life in that 110 day period. So. You know, trying different things, but really focusing on protein and fiber always being the heart of my plate. That is a non-negotiable for life, but it's a non-negotiable when I'm traveling. Um, The only thing that shifted for me is I was eating a little bit more local. So what I mean by that is me being on an island, and I keep using Maui because I just got back from this trip, this is different no matter where you go. When I think about local protein, I was eating a lot more fresh fish. So I eat a lot more fish Or I ate a lot more fish there than I ever eat when I'm here. I tend to eat a little bit more steak and pork and chicken and kind of like those type of meats. And I probably have fish maybe one, two, one to three times a week. I was having fish at least daily, sometimes twice a day. Um, And sometimes I had a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I definitely had a lot more protein that was coming more locally. So I think it's an important thing too to try to do is like, A, I think it's better because you're eating something that, you know, I've always been a fan of walking into someone's house, bar, or restaurant and asking them what they think is their best, right? Like, what what do you you prefer to cook? If you were to cook for yourself, what is that thing? What's your favorite dish Um, versus coming and always eating the same type of thing? So I think it's okay to change the diet up, but really still keep the principles the same that protein and fiber are my biggest sources. And when I eat, I eat those first. When you guys are going out to restaurants, it doesn't matter if it's home or traveling, you eat the protein and fiber first. So if you get a steak with broccoli and mashed potatoes and butter and rolls and all those things, you eat those that, that steak and the broccoli first, right? Because if you're gonna get full, get full on the good stuff first, and then not saying don't eat the mashed potatoes or the bread rolls or the butter, but obviously you'll probably naturally end up eating a little bit less <clears throat> than you would if you ate it the other order. Um, I was telling uh, this to one of my clients, Shyla, the other day, or the other week, that we were, it was like a teppanyaki or hibachi, whatever they do, like the fried rice and like the Benihana style cooking in front of you. I always say that I think they do it backwards because they give you all the carbs first. Granted, they do give you a salad first, but they give you the fried rice. They told me actually not that you're not supposed to eat all that first, which I was mistaken. And then they give you the meat and the vegetables at the end. Really, the way I like to eat is I eat the meat and vegetables of every time I eat first, and then I have the rice or those things because really, A, it's going to help blunt some of the blood sugar response. B, it's going to prevent you maybe from overeating the wrong things or the less desirable things for your health and your body composition goal things. Um, So those, those are kind of the essentials that I keep there. Okay. So that's kind of the food stuff, right? The last thing to food, the food piece that I want to talk about is really just the fastings. Um, I do a lot of fasting before and after vacation and I try not to really limit myself too much when I'm on vacation, but I really try to mitigate some of those things when I'm coming up to a vacation or coming off a vacation. I do a really good job about being intuitive and auto-regulating that for some people that maybe have less intuition or less, less experience or less kind of just knowledge of how their own body feels and does. I know going into a vacation, I'm probably going to have more than I normally do having more than i normally do means that i need to take it out from somebody else or somewhere else so i'll have like a lot of days like monday when i came back i'm like i'm just gonna do dinner right i'm just gonna have dinner i'm just gonna focus on one meal a day and i've kind of had actually already two days this week where i did oh man and i had yesterday where i didn't eat breakfast till 4 p.m right so i'm kind of auto-regulating my caloric intake it allows me to kind of maybe like some of that water I'm holding or that little fat that I gain maybe when I'm gone, it allows me to regulate some of those things. So I think fasting is a really powerful tool to use before and after vacations or even during. You know, one thing that I like to do even for jet lag or, um, you know, traveling purposes is trying to do my best not to eat too much on the plane or anything on the plane, but also being really cognitive of, you know, if I'm eating at, 9 p.m in my current place but at home that's like 2 a.m or wherever i'm traveling to then maybe i try not to eat as much during those hours so i try to be mindful of like when i'm traveling still eating in the hours of what my normal window would be so those like little fasting things that i would suggest people play around with so those are kind of the food things like i said so now coming back to the other side of non-negotiables number one for me is movement like by far i don't care i didn't work out at all weight training when i was gone for 10 days i ran three days or two days and I golfed three rounds, so I did a lot of that. But my uh, movement was through the roof. We were probably doing fifteen to twenty thousand steps a day. I was swimming every single day in the ocean. I was moving, walking around. We didn't have a car, didn't rent a car. We did that on purpose because a) we didn't think we needed it, and b) it, like we like being forced to move a little bit more. It helps us kind of regulate some of those things too. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis is your non—basically, your activity that's non-dedicated exercise, right? The more we can move as humans you got to remember this like your body burns fat when their oxygen is present right meaning that like when you're doing really high intense like the conditioning that you guys at hear at functional lifestyles the conditioning that most of us think with like crossfit or going to orange theory or barry's boot camp that's not aerobic training that's anaerobic training right you're using glycogen because it's too it's too intense for your body to actually be at low level so it's less efficient at burning the calories from fat You naturally are going to burn calories from fat, but the percentage of calories that come from fat versus glycogen and stored in the muscle tissue are going to be a lot lower. So when we think about being more effective at burning fat and preserving muscle, we need to have a huge foundation of movement. So the more we can walk, the more we can swim, the more we can golf, the more we can play sports, like the more we can do these things that maybe don't feel like exercise to us, the better. So I would always say one of the things that we always do is I always love having, A, physical hobbies. So golfing, or if I'm in Tahoe, I'm paddleboarding, or I'm mountain biking, or I'm snowboarding. Like, that's for me what works. But other than that, like, walking everywhere. Go walk to get coffee. Not having a car forces you to move around a lot more. Like, we walked to breakfast one day and it ended up being an hour and a half walk down there. We did Uber back, I will say, just not to show off here. It was... Long enough, we're like, all right, we're going to Uber back. And we Uber places too. Not to just be like one of those people that's making a blanket statement. Like we walked around, but we also Ubered around a lot too. So I think like the more movement you can kind of have built into the routine, the better off you're going to be here. And then coupled with that is being outside. Um, I think like being in the ocean, right, is one of the probably the most cleansing things for me. Like I, my, my girlfriend was saying, she's like, you, you feel like you're a different human. You almost like are like a child when you're in the water. And that, for me, is benefit of two things, right? Not only do I get the benefit of being in salt water with magnesium and iodine and all the other benefits of being in the ocean does for me, which is kind of the nerdy way to look at it, it brings my stress to a point where it doesn't even exist. It's at negative levels. I am so happy when I'm in the water. I'm so happy when I'm playing in the waves. Um, So being in nature, being in the sun, right? I talked about this in a previous podcast, that, like, the benefits of being in the sun, because not just because I want to be tan, But of all the the glucose and the metabolism and the endorphins and feeling good and like the benefits that what some bring grounding being on the beach, you know, like all these things that nature has provided for us for free you get so much benefit from being in the health or the health, so much health benefit from being in some of the, these things in nature. So spending time in the sand, spending time in the sun, spending time in the water, being outside, being in the forest, being in nature, it's going to help with stress management better than any other thing that I know of. And it's also going to make you healthier. So it's a combination of all the things we talked about. But I think that being in vacation, the last thing I would ever want to do in vacation is spend my time inside. You know, I work at a gym that's inside-outside. Obviously, I spend more time inside when I'm home, but I try not to be. This is why I always tell my girlfriend I don't give a shit about the hotel we stay at because I don't want to be at the hotel. I want to be outside, right? I want to be walking around. I want to be doing things, right? So, for me, I think a non-negotiable is always spending majority of my time on vacation outside. Um... And then the last thing, actually, for one thing I forgot to talk about with food is a non-negotiable. It's hydration. I am always really, really good with water. Um, one thing, especially when, if I'm in warmer places or hotter places than normals, I tend to be adding a little bit more like coconut water or some element packs, or a little bit salt back into the diet. So being cognitive that like hydration is not just water. It's also the mineral composition of that water. Uh, so that was one thing I kind of skipped over on the nutrition. But those are the things that I think when you guys are traveling, you need to think about like, how do I maintain as much of this as I can? Sometimes, you know, the last part that I didn't cover, that's my last little note here is like when it comes to picking out your location for your hotel or Airbnb, not just for a kitchen, being aware of like, A, where you want to spend your time. Like, you know, when I go to Austin, Texas, I want to be in downtown because that's where all the fun's at. But I also need to be aware of like, maybe where's a gym for me or Whereas, like, certain activities, if you're someone that wants to stay in the activity zone, like, then, you know, you need to be very mindful of what you're picking and where you're picking your thing. But also, like, the last part I want to talk about today is, like, the whole point of a vacation is to distress, right? And de-stressing yourself is caused by making sure that you're not putting extra stress on yourself when you're there, right? Like, there should be, for me, no agenda. I don't like to have an itinerary. I just want to wake up and do whatever I want to work, out, I don't want to work out. If I don't want to work out, I don't want to work out. If I want to eat healthy, I'll eat healthy. If I want to eat chicken and waffles, for breakfast, I'll eat chicken and waffles for breakfast. So I think the most important thing to take away that should be a non-negotiable when you're traveling is like making sure that if it's a vacation that you're taking the time to actually rest and restore yourself. If it's something that is more consistent for you guys because you travel for work or you're taking more vacations maybe than a normal person is, then yes, you need to be more mindful that that is actually more of your daily life because you're doing it all the time so you need to be more strict. For the people that are taking less vacations, my encouragement is be less strict with yourself. For the people that are taking a lot of vacations or are traveling a lot, my advice to you is be more strict because someone only vacationing 1 week a year, that means they have 51 weeks where they're still here, right? Someone vacationing 2 months a year means you have 8 weeks, right? You're traveling 8 times as much as that other person. Yeah, those other 7 weeks of you slacking off are definitely going to show. So Remember that when you guys look at health, there needs to be a balance of taking time off and taking on, um, but there needs to be some non-negotiables, which is what I talked about today. So, finding a place for the kitchen if you're staying longer, I think is a non-negotiable. Finding a place that's close to a good grocery store or a good gym or just fun for yourself, obviously, depending on what the goal is. When you look at nutrition, ordering the protein and fiber, staying local, eating those things first, doing some fasting protocol before and after. Always be hydrating and overly hydrating yourself. And then the last thing is remember, move as much as you possibly can. Work out if you can, if you have a gym. If you don't have a gym, not a big deal. Move around, run, do bodyweight stuff. I always like to encourage people, no matter what, travel or not travel, do it first thing in the morning. Get it out of the way. Wake up 5, 6, 7 a.m., do an hour of fitness, 30 minutes of fitness, and then go on with your day. the sense of guilt that i have personally when i don't train and then i go do drink all day or go eat out is not the same right so we want to make sure that we find that sweet balance so hope this helps you guys and i'll see you guys next week i'm glad to be back in the routine and i'll see you guys next friday take care